This episode of The Gospel Underground is brought to you by The Passport, an exclusive online community for independent gospel artists looking to build and grow their music ministries from major impact. Members of The Passport receive access to live sessions with industry professionals, networking opportunities with other gospel artists, classes, resources, and so much more. If you are ready to grow your music ministry and connect with like minds in community, then The Passport is your ticket to taking your music ministry to the world. Visit www.thegospelunderground.co forward slash community to begin your free two-week trial today. Now let's get back to the show. You're listening to The Gospel Underground the only podcast that helps new and aspiring gospel artists develop the skills to become influential music ministers. It features resources and tips to help empower indie artists to own and operate their music ministry for major impact. And I'm your host, Janice Levine. So let's get this show started. Catch it in the TV, catch it on the road, catch it in the church house, sing it to the souls. This is different from any other sound because you're listening to the gospel underground. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Gospel Underground Podcast. I am your host, Janice Levant, and as always, I'm so excited to be back with you, sharing with you all and pouring into you all and your music ministries. This is week number five. Oh my goodness, we are really coming down to the wire of this first season. Um, After today's episode, we have one more episode and then we're going to go on a little bit of a break. Um, But as you heard in the ad, if I'm not on the podcast, you can catch me in The Passport, which is our exclusive membership community where I have an opportunity to pour into you just a little bit more. And also you have the opportunity to receive classes from industry professionals, resources, all types of stuff are in there to assist you and help you grow in your music ministry. So make sure you guys go to the website and make sure you sign up. You know, you can get in right now for free for two weeks. Um, And the launch party is this coming Thursday, August 5th. So I want you all to get in there and get all that you need, okay, to help you in your music ministry. So I'm really, really excited about that coming up. But in today's episode, I really just kind of want to talk to you guys. I want to meet you right where you are and just talk to you really quick Uh, I've heard from a lot of different artists throughout the years, um, especially recently here, um, so many who are just super talented, super anointed, but at the same time, they are extremely apprehensive and fearful to move forward in music ministry. And the main reason for that is because for whatever reason, they feel that they need to come up to a particular standard, right? They feel like they need to um, be a part of the industry. And I'm not sure, maybe you're feeling like this, but today I really wanted to address that and to share with you all that there is another way. (laughs) Okay, there is another way. And if God has given you and has called you into gospel music ministry, certainly he will lead you in the way that he wants you to go. Everybody does not have the same path. And certainly in 2021, the music industry has changed so much um, as to where you don't have to take the same path. You know, back in the day, people were making demos and shopping them to record labels and really just trying to 
establish themselves that way. But now we live in a digital era where you don't have to um, make a demo and try to get it shot to a label. Nowadays, labels are not even really signing people as frequently as they were. So today, I just really want to talk to you all about really about my journey and also about what the Lord, the system that the Lord has given me to function and to run my music ministry and to share with you all that you can do the same. Okay. So before we get into all of that, you all know that I have to share with you the Indie Artist Spotlight of the Week. And this week, the spotlight is shining on Apostle John E. Ross. So shout out to you, my brother in Christ. He is a songwriter, a podcaster, and a radio host. And his new single, Lord Give Me Another Chance, featuring Sean Scales and Tamara Lloyd is phenomenal. Okay. It is so good. They were tearing it up on the vocals. Okay. So we just want to give you a shout out uh, and thank God for your music ministry. Thank God for what you are doing for gospel artists on your radio show and your podcast and all that you are doing. So continue the great work. God bless you. We love you. We support you. You all definitely make sure you go into the show notes of this podcast and connect with Apostle Ross. Okay. Connect with him if you want to. Uh, to collaborate. Like I said, he is a songwriter uh, and I've listened to to more than just the, the latest single and his music is very biblically sound, which y'all know I love. Okay. So definitely uh, reach out to him. All of his information is in the show notes and I am sure that you will enjoy it. Okay. So again, God bless you. Shout out to you. You can listen to his new single, Lord, Give Me Another Chance on all digital music outlets, including the Gospel Underground playlist, which is available on Apple Music and Spotify. So shout out to you, Apostle John E. Ross. God bless you in your music ministry. May the Lord continue to strengthen you and bless you and keep you uh, moving forward in music ministry in Jesus name. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. The title of today's episode is ministry over artistry. And I am sure that you have heard me say this phrase, or if you follow uh, us on social media, if you not, you should definitely follow us on Instagram at the underscore gospel underground. But if you have followed us anywhere on social media, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you've heard me use the phrase ministry over artistry. And this is really just um, the catchphrase that the Lord has given me to the system of how he wants me to run my music ministry and also how he wants me to teach others to run theirs. So as I was saying in the intro, there are so many artists that I have contacted and spoken with and just, you know, have gotten in touch with. And so many of them are extremely apprehensive um, to move forward in music ministry. And a major factor for that is the fact that they feel like they have to come up to the industry standard, okay? They feel like they have to be a part of the gospel music industry. And we're just going to keep it real because this is who we are. This is what we do. If y'all know me, y'all know me, okay? Um, Not everybody wants to be a part of the gospel music industry. Unfortunately, the gospel music industry has changed and not completely for the good <laughs> throughout the years. It has become very um, secular. Let's just call it what it is. It has become very secular and the ministry aspect of it all seems to have faded away. And so there are so many amazingly talented artists who just kind of opt to lay low, 
sit back and just, you know, I'll put out a song whenever, you know, because I don't want to be attached to this industry thing. I want to maintain my relationship with Christ. I don't want to be labeled among X, Y, Z because this is not how I want to represent God, right? This is the, this is the unfortunate attitude and mindset of a lot of amazingly talented artists. Everybody doesn't have the fortitude to say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do my own thing. I'm going to branch out and do my own thing. And so I'm just so grateful to God that he gave me a formula. He gave me a system um, to assist those who may be feeling this type of way, to assist those who, who, who may have been a part at one point and have seen some things, have heard some things, have felt some things that were just not of God. And they opted to pull away because they did not want to be named among it. And I completely understand. Um, I completely, completely understand. Um, and I just thank God because he made me one of those who, well, you know what, let me just go back really quick uh, and just share with you all my personal story. So I've been singing since I was two years old, uh, started off on the children's choir, like most of us have. And I began recording, I believe when I was like 13, either 13 or 16. I, I could never really remember that. But anyways, I've been doing this for a while. Okay. I'm in my mid thirties now. And I remember in the early days, really just grinding, you know, going in. It, I was the girl um, who would be singing in the mirror with the brush in the mirror, just going in, just thinking that I am Vicky Winans in the flesh. Okay. <laughs> going in, you know, this is always been a dream of mine. I'm grateful to God. He gave me the talent. Um, but not only that, he gave me the, the drive. He gave it to me as a dream and something that I love to do. So, you know, when I stepped into the industry years later and began to learn how people work and learn how things work and be among some of the who's who, if I can be honest, my little heart was crushed. Okay. <laughs> so many of us go into gospel music thinking that, you know, everything is great. Everybody is saved. Okay. Everybody is saved. We are all working for one goal. And that is to lift up the name of Jesus, to draw souls to Christ through music and all of this beautiful, fluffy stuff. And the gag is that's not true at all. There are, you know, as we say, the gospel music is still an industry and the focus of any industry is to make money. So with that in mind, um, I had have encountered many things and people um, and situations that have completely broken my heart. And at one point, I quit, well, I'm not going to lie, at many points, I quit. <laughs> I was done. Stick a fork in me. I was done because the love that I had was muzzled out by this need to feel like I have to be a part. It was muzzled out by this need uh, to feel like I have to look a certain way. I have to be a part of these social groups. I have to, you know, water down my message, right? I remember being in a songwriting class with uh, my vocal coach. So she taught songwriting and vocal coaching. And I remember being in a songwriting class and, you know, we would write different parts of our songs or whatever have you. And then she would come and critique them. And I remember very distinctly her saying, you know, this is a little harsh. So maybe don't say it like that. And I understand that, you know, music it has to be palatable. But what she was talking about was 
the message, the gospel, really, because that's what was in my song, you know? And I just remember feeling, feeling so defeated, like, Lord, you gave me these lyrics. And, and, and I'm not the type of person where it's like, if I write it, it's gold and nobody can correct me on it. I'm not that type of person at all. Um, but the, the suggestions that were made were really changing the fabric of my song, which I could not, I, I, I couldn't live with that. My conscience was eating away at me because it was just like, you really going to water this down? You're going to water down what I gave you? Like, really, sis? So there are so many of us who have come to this place. And I remember very distinctly, I was dating a guy years ago and we were discussing an artist who had gotten pregnant out of wedlock. And I was trying to, and and she, and let me, let me just make sure I share the whole story. She was still um, singing and performing or whatever have you. And not just that, but after she had began to show, there were churches and people who decided to cancel her her engagement. And I remember sharing with him um, about how she was complaining about that online. And I was saying, like, how could you complain about that? It's a it's a it's a it's a known thing that you know the Bible speaks about no fornication before marriage. And if you have a baby, I mean, clearly somebody was fornicating. You know, you got married, okay? And he was not saved, so I was all the way left. <laughs> I wasn't in the right place anyway, but I remember us having this conversation. I was like, you know, I don't even know why she's complaining. Like if, if this is the group of people that you say you're serving in your music, you, you have to know who you're serving, right? You can't just feed them anything. You can't just roll up on them and be like, accept this, even though I know, like, that's not going to work. There is a responsibility that lies on gospel music ministers, not to say that we have to be perfect, but we should be upholding the standard of Christ, which is holiness. Um, and so we were having this conversation. Like I said, this guy was not saved. Thank you, Jesus, for deliverance. But we're having this conversation. And he's just like, you know, I don't know why people are canceling her. This is her money. This is her bread and butter. This is how she lives. And it's not fair to cancel her engagements. And I was just trying to explain to him that that's not the way this works. This is the gospel music industry. And if you are a gospel artist, that means you are a representative of Christ. And, you know, your music ministry should not be separate from your life, which is your everyday ministry. Um, and so we're going back and forth. And at this point, it's almost an argument. Um, and so when he said, you know, this is her career, this is her money, something in my head just like clicked. And I was just like, well, I'm not doing this for money. I remember distinctly saying this to him. I'm not, I'm choosing artist ministry over artistry. Like I remember distinctly saying that to him. And ever since then, the Lord has really taken my hand and has guided me on a path as to how he wants me to manage his ministry, really. Cause it, it ain't mine. You know, I didn't give it to myself. So he is really, uh, held my hand, has guided me on how he wants me to manage this music ministry. He's shown me paths and he's given me divine instruction. And I'm so grateful because now at this stage in my ministry, I don't live with the pressure to be like, to sound like, to act like, to go here. I don't live with that pressure. I do what God tells me to do. I write the music that God gives me when I'm working with new producers or new people, whoever. I share with them clearly upfront what my standard is, how I work. And we go from there. 
And I'm so grateful because this system of ministry over artistry has really, and you know, I just even get emotional when I think about it. It has really alleviated so much stress. It has brought back the joy. Oh God, yes. It has brought back the joy to sing God's praises. I remember, I'm going to finish <laughs> telling my stories and then I'm going to get into the principles of ministry over artistry. But it's just, when I talk about this topic, so many things come up for me. Um, and, and, I, and I hear the pleas and the cries of so many amazingly talented artists who are hidden, who are standing back who are, you know, just hesitant to move forward because they're having this same problem. But anyways, I remember distinctly, I was called to go out and sing for a concert. And I just remember being so emotional because I did not want to sing. I did not want to sing. Um, and that is really when I'm upset, when I'm sad, the first thing that the enemy takes from me is music. The music goes. I, I don't want to hear no music. I don't want to sing. None of that. <laughs> and I know that, that that is a warfare tactic against me because there is power in my praise. There's power in my voice. And when I sing praises unto God, I know that the Lord will strengthen me and deliver me and whoever else is around that needs to hear it. So anyways, I was at this event and I was just so emotional. Before the event, I remember talking to my brother and he was, he was sharing with me. He said, you need to put your gift back on the altar. Yes, you've been through a whole lot of things. Yes, you've worked with people that were not integral. Yes, you're in this industry that does that says that it's gospel, but it doesn't always look like God. Okay. And I have been, I was so defeated, but I remember him saying, So you need to put it back on the altar, give it back to God. And I remember I was at this event and I was so emotional and I was just crying. And I remember sh even sharing this testimony with them, but I pressed through and the Lord gave me a song to sing through it. And after that, there were other artists coming to me saying, sis, I feel the exact same thing. And this was going to be my last event. Or, you know, I had totally given up, you know, trying to move forward in this because it's been too much of a hassle, too much of a struggle, right? You're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to do God's will. You're trying to make God's music. And it just seems like you are just blocked on every side. So I'm just so grateful to God that he gave me this system. He gave me this strategy. So when you see me using the hashtag ministry over artistry, if you are a part of our Facebook group, which is entitled ministry over artistry, this is the foundation by which we stand. Okay. Ministry over artistry is the system that I follow in my own music ministry. And it is the system that I teach and that I share with other independent gospel artists. Because the truth of the matter is, the enemy don't want you to release God's music. That's the truth. He does not want you, and more than that, he does not want you to release God's music, and he don't want you to live a life that abides by God's standards. You can sing gospel all day long. There are plenty of amazing, anointed, talented gospel artists, but don't live like nothing. Their witness is tarnished because what they sing about and what they live is two different things. And if the enemy can destroy your witness, he got you. He got you. So I want to go ahead and share with you all, first of all, what ministry over artistry is. Okay. So uh, ministry over artistry is a mindset and a system by which gospel artists can run and should run their music ministry. 
All right. It is a commitment to God to serve his people with his word and by his spirit through the tool of music. All right. So let me just run that back one more time. Ministry over artistry is a commitment to God to serve his people with his word and by his spirit through the tool of music. That's really simply what it is. Okay. And this system consists of four principles. So the first principle is identifying and understanding your ministry's unique assignment. You guys have heard me mention this term assignment so throughout this entire season, okay? And next week I'm going to teach a whole, uh, I'm gonna have a whole podcast where I'm teaching all about your assignment because as I said last week, if there's nothing that you learn from me about being a gospel music minister, you need to know about your assignment. You need to know what it is and how to minister from it, okay? The Lord has assigned us all a unique task to serve his people through music. Your personality, your experiences, all of these things have qualified you to serve a certain group of people, okay? And you need to know what it is and how to function in your music ministry based off of it. All right. I'm not going to go too deep on this first principle because like I said, next week, I'm going to go all the way in and just share with you all, all it is that you need to know about identifying your assignment and understanding your music ministry's assignment and how you can completely build your entire ministry and brand off of your assignment. Okay. But basically each and every one of us are assigned a unique message to share to God's people through music. There are so many talented people in gospel music ministry. And there, and, and I've said this time and time again, there are so many artists who, you know, just say, you know, I just want to reach the masses. This song is for everybody. I want to reach the world. And that's great. But if you are aiming at everything, you are not guaranteed to hit anything. So you need to get really clear on your ministry's unique assignment. You need to understand it and you need to build your music ministry off of it. Okay. Principle number two is owning your music and your brand and managing it by biblical principles. This is the independent part of it all. Um, I am not anti-signing with a record label, not at all, but I am an advocate of being an independent artist. Why? Because you have all of the creative freedom. Yes, it's a lot more of an investment. Okay. Trust me. I know <laughs> we're always saving money to, to pay for the next thing. But the reason why I'm such an advocate for, for, for releasing music independently is because you have complete creative control. Nobody can censor your music. Okay. And that is big. Nobody can say, just use God or use love. Don't use the name Jesus. The devil is a liar. Okay. Nobody can say anything about that. And so I am such a big advocate of having that creative freedom because you then are the executive that goes to the ultimate executive, which is Jesus Christ himself, and say, Lord, what do you want me to say? Lord, what connections uh, uh, do you want me to make? Lord, how do I do X, Y, Z? You know what I mean? And then when the 
finished product is done, you can ensure that it is something that is God glorifying. You don't have to worry about nobody changing the names, none of that. Okay. None of that. It is completely a project that is done based on the word of God. And as gospel music ministers, we have that responsibility to ensure that our ministry, that our music, that our brand is biblically based. Don't put gospel on the front of nothing if you don't want that responsibility. I'm going to just say that like that. Don't put gospel on the front of nothing. (laughs) Don't put God on anything if you don't want the responsibility of upholding his standard, period. I don't know why, but there's this thing out now where you can be gospel, but you know, but I, you know, but I'm not perfect. I'm going to be transparent. Nobody asked you to be perfect, but if you're going to represent God, you need to do so according to his word. You can't pick and choose how you want to represent God, but let me digress. I'm not going to go too deep. (laughs) I'm not going to go too deep. I'll save that for the, for the, for the passport community. Um, all right. So principle number three is using the tool of music to serve God's people. Now you guys often hear me say that music is a tool and it is simply a tool, uh, to serve God's people. So, let me explain that just a little bit more. Music in and of itself is the tool, right? So music is a universal language. If people don't listen to you talk, they, they will, they're more apt to listen to a song, okay? So that's the first thing. That's the first way that music is used as a tool. Number two, once people begin to listen to your music, like I've said on many occasions as well, that is the key that unlocks the door for deeper conversation about the gospel. So it's not just the music itself. It's also the key that opens the door to have have a dialogue, to have a conversation, right? Last week, I talked about uh, the touch points um, of you to your consumer, your consumer back to you, and then consumer to consumer. That's spreading the gospel, right? That's sharing that gospel back and forth and throughout the world. And that is what we want to do with the tool of music. And with that tool of music, you open the door for whatever it else that you are releasing, whether it be a book, whether it be a conference, whether it be a seminar, whether it be a devotion, you open the door to keep the conversation of witnessing to folks, to sharing the gospel. You keep that door open. And we want to be extremely strategic and intentional about doing that. So like I said, the third principle is really using the tool of music to serve God's people in whatever way they need to be served, all right? The fourth and final principle of ministry over artistry is working in community. Ministry was never meant to be done alone. If that's the case, Jesus would have came and discipled the world himself and that's it. No, but he called the disciples, right? He called 12 men to learn of his word and then to spread it out and to share it. And they all had unique assignments. Apostle Paul was called to the Gentiles. You know, John, uh, I'm sorry, Peter had the keys to the kingdom. So many of them, they all had 
different assignments. They all didn't even live the same amount of time. Some of them had shorter assignments. Some of them had a longer, but it was done in community. It was done in community. And even when they ventured out and continued to evangelize, there were women of God that went with them that assisted the apostles. So ministry was never meant to be done alone. It was always meant to be done in community. Something that I always say is that God loves family. God loves community. And certainly we need to run our music ministries in a way where we are collaborating with other like minds. That opens doors. That opens doors of more opportunity. And we want to have those opportunities, right? You know, we talk about how gospel music is is the, the least selling, right? Oh, people don't buy gospel no more. Oh, this and that. But, you know, if we worked a little bit more in community, perhaps that will open the doors for more opportunities, okay? So before I let you guys go, I want to recap the four principles of ministry over artistry. And these are the principles that I use. I'm not telling you something that I do not use, okay? These are the principles that I use in my music ministry and the principles that the Lord has shared with me to relieve you of the pressure of feeling like, oh, I have to be like such and such. Oh, I need to be signed to this label. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to go here. Absolutely not. Something really funny about me particularly is that because I know a lot of people, I'm, I would say that I'm like, I guess outgoing. It's weird because I think that I'm outgoing, but at the same time, I'm extremely introverted. You know, if you watch my YouTube channel, I did a video with my husband on what it's like to be married to a gospel artist. And one of the things that he shared with me was that initially one of his assumptions was that he thought I was more of a socialite. He thought I was more like, you know, going to musicals and all of these different things, but that's not true. I don't subscribe to that. I would much rather be home. <laughs> I would much rather just be chilling out to dinner with a couple of friends instead of a gang of people. You know, you don't have to do any of these things. You don't have to be specifically connected to, oh, I got to get to this person. No, you don't. You need to be connected to the people that God has assigned you to. Okay. You need to be connected to the people that God wants you to be connected to so they can open specific doors. So, you know, don't feel pressure that, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to look like this. You know, it's, it's, I heard this is going to be my last story. Cause you know, <laughs> I can go on, but I was listening to an interview recently of a young lady. She grew up apostolic Pentecostal like me. Um, and as you all know, apostolic Pentecostal can be very traditional, um, in, in a lot of things. And she was doing an interview and she was sharing with the young man uh, that she was interviewing with how, you know, as her mu music ministry has grown and changed, she changed her look. She, you know, she started wearing pants. She started wearing a lot of heavy makeup. She's doing all these things. And her mother was like, obviously, this is something that they were taught that uh, was not the standard of price, right? Be modest, be, you know, middle of the road, whatever have you. But she was sharing with her mom, you know, you know, I'm an artist now, you know, I have to look the look. And while yes, you need to be refined because being a professional musician calls for refinement. I don't want anybody to feel like they have to take down their standard to be a gospel artist because that's not true. And that is what ministry over artistry is all about. It is prioritizing the ministry over the artistry. 
of gospel music. It is prioritizing God's will over your own. It is submitting to God's will over your own. There's so many slippery slopes in music and in entertainment in the industry that you can fall down. So many slippery slopes. But I don't want any gospel artist who God has called, who God has anointed to opt out, to withhold from the world that ministry, that song that we may need simply because you don't want to conform to an industry. There is another way. There is another way. You do not have to conform at all. There is another way. And that way is called ministry over artistry. And like I said, I'm going to go ahead and recap the principles. The first principle is identifying and understanding your ministry's unique assignment. The second principle is owning your music and brand and managing it by biblical principles. The third principle is using the tool of music to serve God's people. And the fourth and final principle is working in community because ministry was never meant to be done alone. So I pray that this episode inspires you. I pray that it gave you another option, right? I pray that this episode really invoked you or invokes you to persist in your music ministry, to not withhold that amazing ministry, those songs, those devotions, those books, those conferences, whatever it is that God is going to use from your music ministry to bring forth a blessing to this world. I pray that you are shaken up today and that you understand that there is another way. And if you want to continue to learn the way of ministry over artistry, if you want to learn how to own your music ministry and manage it by biblical principles, if you want to learn deeper about your assignment, I invite you into the Passport, our exclusive independent gospel artist uh, membership, where we will be sharing classes and tips and resources. I will have some guests come in and share with you. Um, There is another way. And you do not have to conform. You can surrender your gift to God. You can keep the joy alive. Glory to God. You don't have to fret. You don't have to worry. You don't have to stress about trying to be like the next person. You can simply be you and surrender your gift to God and bless this world and make a major impact. So again, I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so excited about what is going to come from the gospel underground. Like I said, we got one more episode, (laughs) one more episode in the season. I'm like, where did the time go? But we have one more episode in this season. And I'm just really excited about what's to come uh, in the podcast as well as in the community. So again, we are having our launch party this Thursday, August 5th at 7.30 p.m. You've got to be inside the community in order to come to the launch party. So definitely make sure you do that. You can get in now free for two weeks. And then after that, the investment is minimal. So I'm so excited to serve you. I'm so excited to watch you all grow. I'm so excited to uh, collaborate with you guys and just continue to pour into you and be a blessing to you. So I love you guys. Make sure you follow us on all social media. On Instagram, I am the most active there at the underscore gospel underground. 
definitely make sure uh, you follow us as well. If you want to come in on the conversation on the Facebook group, uh, Ministry Over Artistry is the name of the Facebook group. <laughs> and also if this episode or any of the episodes were a blessing to you, make sure you give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to screenshot the episode and tag us as well. And as always, I love you guys so much. Stay focused on Jesus, keep one another in prayer, and I will speak to you soon.